It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the program. The Tuesday, December 21st, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Coming up today, we've got the latest on COVID-19, the Provincial Emergency Operations Center briefing the media. Last hour, that may be continuing right now, presenting modeling on what things could look like with the Omicron variant taking hold around the world. In the meantime, the messaging from the Premier's office is a continued effort, a continuing message for those who aren't fully vaccinated to make a move to get fully vaccinated and for those of us who have had two vaccine shots to get the booster. More on that story coming up. We're three days, 11 hours, 59 minutes and 18 seconds till Christmas, according to the Night Ford Lincoln Christmas Countdown on Discover Moose Jaw. Kids, grandkids, what have they asked you for for Christmas? And what about Santa? What have they asked Santa for? Things to consider. Stay tuned for that story. Three little kids from Ukraine are all geared up for their first Christmas in Canada, right here in Moose Jaw. My friend Derek Freeman from Hawks Agro and his lovely wife Lori will have a Christmas to remember with their children. They adopted Eboya, Carl, and Sebi a year ago, traveling to an orphanage in Ukraine to meet and adopt them and bring them to their new home in Moose Jaw. We'll share this heartwarming story with you today. And winter, astronomically speaking, arrived at about 10 o'clock this morning. We'll take a look ahead with the forecast from the Old Farmer's Almanac, which is always 80% accurate, and predicting a mild winter here in southern Saskatchewan. Stay tuned. These stories and more, as time allows, on the Heartland of News. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw news for the Moose Jaw Warriors. The 16-game season ticket package makes the perfect gift. Buy before December 24th to get the New Year's Eve game bonus. Available at the Warriors office and sasktix.ca. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Today is the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. And according to the Old Farmer's Almanac, Saskatchewan will mostly have a traditional prairie winter, but with some slight differences in 2022. Jack Barnett, Managing Editor of the Old Farmer's Almanac. What we see, though, is that more we see more moisture in the air. So the temperatures um, are going to be ever so slightly not so cold as normal. They're still going to be cold, but on average, you know, next spring when we look back at the winter, we'll we'll see that it was just slightly, slightly warmer. With more moisture in the air and slightly warmer temperatures, people can expect more sleet or freezing rain instead of snow. However, snowstorms and blizzards are still expected. Pick up your almanac at any local bookstore or your grocery store. Christmas festivities with friends and family mean more waste than a usual weekend. And the city of Moose Jaw released some recycling tips just in time for the holidays. Cardboard, aluminum cans, candy tins, glass and plastics numbered 2 through 7 are all items you can place in the blue bin. 
All material going into the blue recycling bin must be clean and free of tape, food stains, and food residue. Wrapping paper, decorated gift bags, ribbons, styrofoam, and plastic containers labeled as number one must be placed in your green bin. These items cannot be recycled. All fats, oil, and greases must be placed in your garbage as well. Do not dump these down the sink. The city also reminds residents that old electronics, batteries, and other items can be taken to Sarkan. For information on waste and recycling in the city of Moose Straw, visit the city's website. It was announced this week by the government of Saskatchewan that SGI will implement a revenue-neutral rate rebalancing on the Saskatchewan Auto Fund premiums. Minister responsible for SGI, Don Morgan, provides some details on the announcement. It is expected to operate at a neutral or break-even level. Because of the size and complexity of it, it's required to have a fairly significant cash reserve. The cash reserve is expected to be in the range of a billion dollars. If it goes up above that because of investments in the portfolio or reduced claims, we usually would do either a rebate to the customers or a reduction. Morgan adds that there will be no rate changes for motorcycles or taxis, and some rates will go up and some down. But for the most part, there will not be a significant difference in the premiums people will pay. All changes will be implemented on April 1st, 2022. The city of Moose Jaw will be adding weekly garbage collection for October of next year. Moving forward, weekly garbage pickup will now take place from June to October, while curbside recycling will remain bi-weekly. Director of Public Works and Utilities Darren Stephenson said the issue is that material that could be recycled is being sent to the landfill during weekly collection. As room opens up in those green bins, habits change and more of that stuff that should be diverted is put into the waste stream. Because the city is adding another month of weekly pickup, rates will be going up from $9.77 per month to $9.99. That was biomedical engineer technologist Mark Detremont with his song, I Did It For You. He released the song to raise money for the Moostra Health Foundation's Healthcare Heroes Initiative to help healthcare workers affected by COVID-19. Here's Health Foundation Executive Director Kelly McElry. Pandemic's not going away anytime soon. Regardless of what it's called or the variant that it's called, this is going to affect uh, people long term, uh, the mental health and the foundation's going to be there for them and and support them. The song can be purchased on over 150 music services. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 375 points. The Dow Jones is up 499 points. The NASDAQ is up 220 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 77.32 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. By the end of next year, a nationwide ban could be in place on plastic grocery bags and styrofoam takeout containers. The federal government is publishing draft regulations that will ban the manufacture, import and sale of six single-use plastic items 
including plastic stir sticks, cutlery, and six-pack rings. All of them are difficult to recycle and of more environmentally friendly alternatives. Some plastic straws will be allowed to accommodate people with disabilities and others who need them for medical reasons. Retail sales rose 1.6 percent to $57.6 billion in October, and Statistics Canada's preliminary estimate for November calls for an increase of 1.2 percent. The agency reports retail sales climbed as new car sales rebounded after two straight months of declines. Sales at sporting goods, hobby, book and music stores soared 17.5 percent. The federal government is delivering on a promise to improve the criminal justice system by making it easier and cheaper to obtain a pardon. The processing fee will drop from almost $660 to $50 as of the new year. The government is going to provide $22 million over five years to community organizations that will help people complete record suspension applications and increase awareness of these services. And tonight's two NHL games will be the last before the league takes an earlier than planned holiday break because of COVID-19 outbreaks. All teams will be on hold starting tomorrow, two days ahead of schedule. Teams will then report back for COVID-19 testing and practice on Sunday, a day before games are set to resume. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Let's start with swimming. Moose Jaw's Kinsman Flying Fins brought home 12 medals from a provincial meet in Regina over the weekend. Jody Franken, Richard Lay, and Xander Penner swam personal bests in all of their swims. Moose Jaw will be hosting swimming's junior provincials from March 4th through the 6th. Moose Jaw Warriors forward Ryder Korzak is Western Hockey League Player of the Week. The New York Rangers prospect recorded seven points in three games last week. Korzak and the Warriors are returning to action one week from tonight when they host Edmonton Oil Kings. As you heard on the national news, the NHL and the NHL Players Association announcing the suspension of all operations from Wednesday through Christmas Day amid an increase in positive COVID-19 tests. The decision will result in five additional games being postponed. Games are scheduled to resume next Monday. Eight of the ten games on today's schedule have already been postponed. Pre-tournament games are slated to begin at the World Junior Hockey Championships tomorrow. They're still playing for real on Boxing Day with four games, including Canada taking on the Czechs. Two NFL games last night. Las Vegas Raiders topped Cleveland 14-12, and the Minnesota Vikings improved to 7-7. They beat the Chicago Bears 17-9. Tonight, more rescheduled games. Seattle's in L.A. to play the Rams, while the Philadelphia Eagles host Washington. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Sunny, decent today. Wind west 20, gusting to 40, becoming light early this afternoon. The high, minus 8 degrees. Tonight, increasing cloud, the low, minus 14. Tomorrow, a mix of sunny cloud to start the day, then becoming cloudy in the afternoon with some light snow, a couple of centimeters. The high tomorrow, minus 8 Thursday, increasing cloud, the high minus 7. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high minus 18. Cloudy periods on Christmas Eve with the low of minus 24. They were calling for flurries. Now they've taken that from the forecast. Long range, Christmas Day, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 22. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw was minus 13. Normal high at this time of year is minus 7 with a normal low of minus 18. Record high for today, 9 degrees in 1994. Record low, minus 39 back in 1990. Sun came up at 9 o'clock and goes down at 5.01.
This hour, Moose Jaw, sunny, minus 12. Regina, minus 15. Assiniboia Gravelberg, minus 13. Rockland Coronet, minus 13. Swift Current, minus 14. Elbow, minus 16. Davidson Watchers, minus 16. Once again, Assiniboia minus 13, Regina minus 15, and with the wind out of the southwest at 22, and the relative humidity at 64%, it's minus 12 in Moose Jaw. Road Report, Paul Martin Commentary coming up. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Give a little love this holiday season to Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Foundation. Shop the Making Spirits Bright catalog at pattisonchildrens.ca. Your gift of equipment, programs, and resources can help relieve chronic pain, ease anxiety, support indigenous birth practices, and more. And there's more love when your gift is matched by Thrive Wealth Management. Your gift of love can change lives, and that's a good feeling. Give a little love today at pattisonchildrens.ca, Saskatchewan's only dedicated children's hospital, supporting our kids, moms, and families. Cheers to the holidays. Find spirits, liqueurs, and exclusive wines at Urban Cellars of Moose Jaw. With some wines up to $3 off per bottle, the original South Hill Liquor Store. Urban Cellars, happily serving all of Moose Jaw this holiday season. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Road Report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Stop by and check out the great selection of fashions and accessories and enter to win a gift box with luxurious products worth over $300 at My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. City streets, uh, not a lot going on. There's some sewer and water relay work here and there. And some bumps and bruises on the roads here and there. Local area highways in good seasonal driving condition. Sask Highway still has not lifted the uh, caution sign on Highway 36, junction of Highway 13 to Crane Valley. Semi-truck broken down there, so be careful in that neighborhood. Price of gas, we did have one under a buck thirty per liter on uh, gasbuddy.com uh, yesterday, but that's gone. So local stations selling gas for 136.9, 137.9, and 138.9 at most. And remember, the Waccamaw Winter Wonderland Valley of Lights is open for your pleasure. Great idea for the family. Ten bucks a carload in beautiful Waccamaw Valley every night through uh, the holiday season. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. The Saskatchewan economy set another record in October. This one was in the wholesale category. This is farther upstream in the supply chain and often is a bellwether indicator, pointing to the direction we should expect for retail or consumer sales in a month or two or future export activity because the final consumers of many things we produce are outside the province. What the October figures showed was a gain of almost 7% for the month. Not only was that the highest increase in the country, it set a new record for a month at $2.9 billion. It also marked the high point of a trend that's been underway for more than a year. Only PEI showed a better annualized number, but if you were to annualize the October increase for us, it would set us on a growth pace of more than 80%, and that's comparable to the torrid pace being set by Saskatchewan manufacturers. StatScan says six of the subsectors representing 99% of Saskatchewan's wholesale sector saw increases in October. I'm Paul Martin. 
Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Ring in the new year with one of the South Hill Bowling Center's New Year's Eve parties. There's a party for families and the younger crowd from 7 to 9 and the older crowd's party from 10 to 1. Get your tickets today. South Hill Bowling Center, where fun is the name of the game. John's Music. Give the gift of music this Christmas. All types of instruments, lessons, even sound equipment for holiday gatherings. Christmas sounds great at John's Music in downtown Moose Jaw, 37 Main Street North. Fa-la-la-la-love, John's Music. Everyone has a birthday, and everyone likes to celebrate. So let's do it together on the radio. Every weekday at 10 to 9 on the 800 CHAB Morning Show, we present the birthday and anniversary calendar. Tell us about the special people in your life, and we'll send them best wishes on the air. Plus, one lucky winner gets a Teleflora party bouquet from Evans Florist in downtown Moose Jaw. Birthdays and anniversaries, every weekday morning on 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. This program is, in fact, brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. No deaths announced yesterday, but 59 new positive cases and 70 recoveries uh, reported Monday. Uh, one of the new cases of COVID-19 was found in the South Central Zone, but we're now down to 11 active cases in the local zone, down from the 16 we reported yesterday. So certainly going in the right direction right now. 565 cases considered active across the province. We have 102 people in hospitals, 32 in intensive care units. 61% of those in hospitals are people who are not fully vaccinated. That is, people who have not had two shots. And while we had 10 cases of the Omicron variant on the weekend, it's believed that we now have 65 cases in Saskatchewan, 10 confirmed as of yesterday, and 55 more probable cases of the Omicron variant. Last hour, the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre spoke to Saskatchewan media uh, virtually as usual and presented some modelling. We'll have more on this uh, modelling uh, tomorrow on this program. Uh, but uh, they talked about fully vaccinated hospitalizations and how it doesn't mean vaccines are failing. Uh, they also dealt with the relative risk with vaccination in Saskatchewan. And uh, the fact that Omicron-driven cases will increase rapidly without stronger interventions. They say hospitalizations will increase without stronger interventions. And uh, we may hit a maximum uh, of our ICU capacity quickly without stronger interventions. So, they say the actions taken by us collectively will determine the outcome. So, they're calling on all of us to get the vaccine and booster as soon as we're eligible. Use our best mask whenever we're away from our homes. Physically distance, as usual. Take a rapid test before attending any event. Stay at home with even the mildest symptoms and get tested. Reduce close contacts and non-essential travel. Outdoors, better than indoors. Improve ventilation if you're receiving visitors at home. And, of course, wash your hands and sanitize often. In the meantime, uh, earlier today, Premier Scott Moe posted on social media saying, Yesterday, I was one of 32,337 Saskatchewan people who booked their COVID-19 booster dose appointment. Early data is showing that the Omicron variant is more contagious and will result in more cases in Saskatchewan in the coming days. 
While it's early, the same data is proving Omicron to be less severe than previous variants, especially for those who are fully vaccinated and have received a booster shot. This means while getting a booster may not prevent you from contracting the Omicron variant, it does help prevent serious outcomes. The Premier also wrote, the best way to combat COVID-19 and reduce the potential pressure in our hospitals is by getting a booster dose. This is also the best way to prevent widespread lockdowns that other jurisdictions are now imposing to preserve their healthcare system capacity. Everyone age 18 and older is now eligible, provided it's been at least three months from your last shot. Scott Moe went on to write, I've made my appointment, and I hope you will too. That's the latest on COVID-19, and we'll have more on the uh, uh, Provincial uh, Emergency Operations Center news conference on discovermoosejaw.com this afternoon. Well, today's the first day of winter. Uh, Earth experiences the winter solstice today, a phenomenon wherein... One of its pole tilts is farthest from the sun, causing the day to become the shortest of the year and the night to become the longest. This is the astronomical first day of winter in the Northern Hemisphere, and it happened at 9.59 our time this morning. Uh, Thankfully, after we reach the winter solstice, the days begin to uh, once again grow longer and longer until we reach the uh, summer solstice, the first day of summer and the longest day of the year. Now, the old farmer's almanac, uh, as you probably know by now, is predicting a mild and wet winter here in southern Saskatchewan. You may remember we had uh, old farmer's almanac uh, managing editor Jack Burnett on the show back in October when the almanac first came off the presses and arrived on local magazine shelves. If you missed it or need a review... We got you covered. Jack Burnett is our guest on the Heartland at noon. He's with the Old Farmer's Almanac, the 2022 edition. Hot off the presses, as always, there's fresh information and a brand new weather forecast. And, of course, dating back uh, all the years, 80% accurate, the weather. And, you know, earlier this summer, Jack, I was was anticipating uh, this conversation and saying, boy, I can't wait to hold Jack's feet to the fire because the forecast for summer 2021 in our region, southern Saskatchewan, wet you bet. Well, we didn't have much rain in June and July. It was one of the one of the driest growing seasons we've ever had. But but since August nineteenth, Jack, it's been wet. You bet. Uh, we just had uh, fifty five millimeters of rain uh, days ago, and it's all added up since August nineteenth. Over the course of a couple of weeks, added up to one hundred forty three point eight millimeters. So five and six tenths inches of rain. So Jack. Wet, you, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know. It's it's too bad we couldn't like uh, you know smooth it over, you know. But when we do our our forecasts, uh, you know, we do it for the for the whole season, you know. And sometimes, you know, people kind of. So, I mean, sometimes we're wrong. There's, I mean, one out of five times at least, we're we're just plain wrong. But uh, you know, other times we, we kind of have to say to people, we'll just you know. Just be a little patient here because there's still, you know, 10 weeks to go or two weeks to go or whatever, and and usually it kind of evens out. So, yeah, people have, I know, you know, it's been crazy up and down, up and down. The first part of the summer was just brutal. Um, it's been the same in the, on the east coast of the U.S. too. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's climate change, among many other things. Um, so we've, we've, over the past, I don't know. I, I believe I mentioned this last year, Rob. But uh, over the past four years, ending last year, we've sort of been running um, some tests 
uh, on tweaking our ancient uh, forecasting method to see if we could find a way to accommodate uh, for climate change, uh, at least in a little way. Because, you know, starting eight, nine years ago, uh, our traditional around 80% accuracy, you know, we started being 72%, 73%. And so if our our ways of doing things were starting to go off the rails, we wanted to be the first to know and not the last. So we, our meteorologist staff, um, they they started tweaking it, and uh, we, we believe that we've, you know, found how we can keep using our old ways, but just adjust the algorithms a little bit and and bring us back up, uh, you know, to that 80%. So last year we were like 78 and a half. So okay. um, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to hang in there after 230 years. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's no doubt that that uh, climate change is real. You know, it, it's not uh, unheard of, but certainly unusual. We've had some severe summer weather and some hailstorms uh, late August, early September here in Saskatchewan, and that just doesn't happen very often. So certainly, certainly climate change is a real thing. Now let's move forward. Let's take a look ahead at the 2022 Almanac. Uh, the 2022 Old Farmers Almanac Canadian Edition has arrived with a chilling winter warning, weather the storms. Uh, We're calling for lots of snow, but mild weather through the winter, right? Yeah, we're, we're lots of storms uh, coming through, and uh, you know, it's really going to be a traditional uh, prairie type uh, uh, winter, and uh, what we see, though, is that more we see more moisture in the air. So the temperatures um, are going to be ever so slightly not so cold as normal. They're still going to be cold and ver- in spells of very, very cold. But on average, you know, next spring when we look back at the winter, we'll we'll see that it was just slightly, slightly warmer than normal. And I hate to use the word the word warm in association with a prairie's winter. But um, yeah, slightly um, less cold uh, than normal, and slightly uh, more precipitation, but less of it in the form of snow. So there's still going to be big snowstorms. There's still going to be blizzards. But when we look at it uh, at the end, um, we're expecting. Uh, to see less snow than normal, and what that means, what that translates to, unfortunately, is more sleet, you know, more freezing rain occasionally uh, if it gets that warm, but um, more edge-type precipitation. So all in all, uh, you know, it's not exactly going to be Miami Beach. Well, certainly we'll take the moisture. We're going to need it this winter. So uh, this is a, exactly right. This is a yeah. promising promise from the old farmer's almanac. Hey, take a look ahead to next uh, spring and summer for us, would you? Yeah, well, um, the spring um, looks to be pretty much a normal spring. Um, nothing off the scale one way or another. Next summer, again, we're kind of in in the area of slightly. So we expect it to be slightly cooler than normal, but nothing, you know, to really affect uh, vacations or ranchers or farmers. Slightly rainier than normal next summer, but again, not that much. Not, you know, not huge uh, amounts of of moisture that are just going to pour down on us as has happened, you know, in the past few weeks here. Um, So that's what it is. You know, the forecast uh, is... uh, cool and rainy in the in the uh, western part of the prairies and then you know in, in much of Saskatchewan and Manitoba um, we're also we're looking at for it to be drier so uh, you know I think the southwest uh, Saskatchewan uh, wetter 
Uh, other parts of Saskatchewan, uh, you know, drier. But again, not by much. There you go. That's the word from Jack Burnett, Managing Editor, Old Farmer's Almanac. That interview back in October when the Almanac first came out. So, you know, we, uh, we keep an eye on it, on the Almanac, and, and we'll keep you up to date on a weekly basis right here on 800-CHAB. We'll take a break and be back with, uh, well, it's a heartwarming Christmas kind of fuzzy story. All about the Freeman family and their kids. Eboya, Carl, and Sebi. We'll be right back. Heartland at noon. 800 CHAB. It's magic and memories. Wonders and wishes. And when it touches your heart, it feels like Christmas. Hello, this is Greg Lawrence, your MLA for Moose Jaw Waukma. Together with my children and grandchildren, we wish that your family and home will be blessed with the joyful spirit of Christmas. Have a safe and happy new year. As you deck the halls and embark upon Jingle Bell-filled sleigh rides, Talon, Amanda, and Courtney at Regent Law wish you a holly, lolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year for laughter, joy, and holiday cheer. I wonder often if angels still come down to hover over the earth on Christmas Eve and and sing like they might have on that first Christmas. In my imagination, I see them bending down to the earth in in a multitude of crystal shimmering lights to bless the earth and rejuvenate it with goodness. Only fantasy to most, I suppose, but... But to me, it seems not only possible, but but even probable in the greater scope of things. There's a softness about the air on Christmas Eve. A softness that invites heavenly intervention to remind us that that all things are, are not all bad, and that goodness still lives and loves in the hearts of men. I look for the King Star every Christmas Eve, and, and I listen for the angels. I most always see the star, and often, I swear... I can hear the angels sing. I'm Gib Forster. Have a Merry Christmas. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. It's my pleasure now to welcome to the program the Freeman family of Moose Jaw. Three little kids from Ukraine are all geared up for their first Christmas in Canada, right here in Moose Jaw. My friend Derek Freeman from Hawks Agro and his lovely wife Lori will have a Christmas to remember this weekend with their children. They adopted Iboya, Carl, and Sebi about a year ago, traveling to an orphanage in Ukraine to meet them and adopt them and bring them to their new home in Moose Jaw. And these three adorable children, this family, is very much looking forward to spending their first Christmas together right here in the Jaw. Uh, the story, uh, the decision to uh, to adopt the children, first of all, uh, uh, Derek and Lori, uh, how did it all start? Lori, maybe we can start with you. Uh, well, we started the process in uh, the spring of 2019, uh, we couldn't have children ourselves, so we decided to start looking into adoption. And uh, uh, I guess Derek's cousin adopted from Russia 12, 12 years ago or so, and so we started to look into countries similar to that. 
because uh, Russia no longer allows adoption, and we came across Ukraine, and in all of our uh, uh, research found there's 150,000 kids in, in orphanages in Ukraine, so that's why we chose Ukraine. Wow. Why so many kids in orphanages in Ukraine? Uh, due to poverty, war, um, disease, many, many reasons. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And these three children of yours now, uh, what were their circumstances? Uh, they're, the the father is actually unknown. Um, we're not sure if they have the same father or not. Uh, and the mother died from complications from childbirth after Eboya was born. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Um, I mean, he, you essentially saved these wonderful little people from, from a life in an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, let's talk about the process, Derek. Uh, long and, and arduous? Yeah, uh, it took about, usually it takes about a year to, from start to finish for the adoption process out of Ukraine. But with COVID, uh, it took about two years. The process itself. You know, you have to do uh, work with social services and uh, you have to complete like a pride training course, which takes, it's about 60 hours of online YouTube videos and reporting and to a social worker and whatnot. And I'm, I'm going to guess uh, uh, government red tape, provincial, federal governments? Yeah, provincial, federal, and then the biggest stumbling blocks were in Ukraine uh, just so many, like if you had a spelling mistake on your, your paperwork, they just kicked it back. Wow. Pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, um, obviously a long arduous process, like you explained. What, what, what was the reception like, Lori, when you got to Ukraine? Uh, it was very good. We had an awesome team in the, in the Ukraine to help us. Uh, we worked with a adoption agency out of Ontario, uh, that helped us here get the documents done. And then they put together a team over there and, uh, they were just incredible, uh, helping us get through everything. Uh, the people of Ukraine are, are awesome. Everywhere you went, everybody's very friendly. So there were nice people along the way to help you out with the process. Yep, yep. Thank you. Yeah, we had a full-time translator in Ukraine as well for like the three weeks we were there the first time and the second time. Yeah, that was that was uh, leads me into my next question: the language barrier. I'm I'm assuming uh, these kids didn't speak English when you first met them, Derek. No, not at all. There was everything was through the translator. Okay. Okay. But, you know, facial expressions and whatnot. Really, they go a long way. Yeah, body language, hey? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And the kids have been here for almost a year now. How's their English now, Derek? It's really good. They've really picked it up. It's amazing how quick. It's amazing how quick kids can learn languages. Yeah. It really is. Now, do they still, do they still speak Ukrainian? No, not, not really at all. It's still hard to understand them sometimes, but it's just broken English. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe they could teach you how to speak Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, I, I don't want to get too personal here, but but uh, the money involved, Derek, obviously just travel costs alone would be a, a deterrent for many. Um, you're fortunate to, to be a well-established young businessman, uh, but it, it, you probably had to come up with some big cash, hey? Yeah. It, at the end of the day, it, w- it was tens and tens of thousands of dollars, uh, plus flights, you know, like the legal costs and 
everything like that in Ukraine. Like even though things are cheap in Ukraine, it's uh, it's uh, very it's still very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori, let's talk about the nerves. I mean, once you got to Ukraine and you met these children. And, and you, you're thinking this is our dream come true. You, you you probably didn't breathe a sigh of relief until you were on the airplane and on your way to Canada, I'm guessing? Uh, correct. <laughs> uh, while we were there, there was a lot of, uh, I guess, there was a lot of waiting and not knowing. I mean, we had to, we had to go through a virtual court session. Um, that was after we were already home after the first trip. Uh, so I guess that was actually a year ago today, December 21st. Um, we had virtual court and it was agreed, or the judge declared us their parents basically a year ago today. Um, and there was still waiting after that. There's a 30-day wait period after that um, where a family member could come forth and and contest it. That didn't happen in our case. Uh, but yeah, until we had the kids with us, it, it was very nerve-wracking waiting. <laughs> so there was a trip there and back, and then another trip there and back to pick up the kids. Correct, yep. Derek, what was the orphanage like where the kids were living? Uh, very old building. Um, as you would picture it, uh, their bedroom was a big open room with 15 to 18 beds in it. Uh, it was amazing to see them. Like, they... They probably were up like six to seven times a night just with kids, you know, not feeling good or crying or whatever. Uh, at home, they slept right through the night, like right away. It was pretty neat to see. No kidding. Now, the plan was um, to to adopt two children, and you ended up with three. Tell us that story, Lori. Um, well, the way it works in Ukraine is we were invited to a, uh, appointment with the Ministry of Social Policy. And what they do is hand you binders and binders and binders of children that you look through and, and pick, uh, pick children, I guess. Uh, we had a couple out that were, that were two, 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 two siblings. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, our translator w- knew about these three kids and kind of pushed for us to be able to see their file. Um, as it was, you can't adopt internationally until one of the children is o- older than five. And uh, Sebi turned five on October 14th, and our first appointment was November 16th. So just a month later, they were only became available for international adoption. So, yeah, we wouldn't have gotten them if we had gone any earlier. Wow. So your plan was to uh, to adopt two, and you ended up with three, and, and you, you couldn't split the family up. No. Right? No. And once we saw the these children's file, it ju- we both just knew that these were, these were going to be our kids. Derek and uh, Lori Freeman are our guests on the Heartland at noon. And the kids are here, too, Eboya and Carl and Sebi. Uh, and they're uh, they're in school already, Lori. Yes, they are. Um, Sebi's in kindergarten, and Carl and Eboya are in pre-K. Fabulous. And where do they go to school? Sacred Heart. 
And uh, I'm, I'm assuming uh, welcomed with open arms at Sacred Heart and probably get some pretty special treatment over yeah. there, hey? Yeah, they were very happy to have us. <laughs> so cool. Uh, Derek and and, uh, and his wife, Lori, adopting these three kids from Ukraine. And and uh, this will be the, their first Christmas here in uh, in Moose Jaw, first Christmas in Canada. Derek, I've, I've, uh, I, we're friends. On, we've been friends for a long time. And um, I've, I've looked at your photos on Facebook and, and followed your story over the course of the last several months. And so heartwarming. Uh, and it was back in June that you posted photos of uh, two of your kids on Facebook. One when you were still in Ukraine, and the kids just have these looks of uh, hope and, and trepidation, really. And then uh, four months later, the same two, you take a photo of them, and I see joy and happiness written all over their faces. Uh, their lives changed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, just to look at them when we were in Ukraine to even two months later was a huge difference. Just their, their faces are just full of excitement and uh, just their, their faces themselves, they became fuller and they just look happy and healthy. I'll bet. A boy I see on Facebook loves toques. She's got a Hawks <laughs> Agro toque and a JGL toque. Mm-hmm. Yep. She, uh, she really is a big supporter. <laughs> <laughs> and she wears toques indoors. Yeah, all it, first thing she does in the morning is she gets dressed and then she wants her toque. Awesome. Keeps her hair out of her face when she has breakfast. Yeah, true Canadian kid, way to go. What other things uh, have you found the kids love, Lori? Uh, I mean, they they spent the summer here, I see on Facebook, boating and swimming, but what other activities have you introduced them to and, and what have they really enjoyed? Uh, well, they have really enjoyed swimming. Um, that was all new to them. The first time I took them swimming this summer, they were, they just clung around somebody's neck. And now they're doing great, jumping off the boat and everything this summer. Um, other than that, we haven't had them in any real sports or anything. Um, we'll do that in the spring, give them a chance to adjust still to their life. Um they like TV, reading books, coloring, playing, anything. Fabulous. Yep. What about food? What do they, they like, Derek? Uh, they love sausage. They like, uh, they're not a big fan of pork. Uh, they like, you know, beef, pierogies. Well, mm-hmm. Try to keep some of you, the uh, Ukrainian food in their diet. So um, they, not much they don't like. I'll bet. Absolutely fabulous. And as they grow older, they'll, they, I mean, they're happy kids now. I think they've got some sense of what's uh, what's been happening. But when they get older, they're going to be so grateful and so happy to be Canadians. I just know it. Uh, and Lori, what about people, uh, teachers and friends and, and new relatives? Have they been, uh, I, I'm going to assume that they were they were a little shy at first and, and have probably opened up over the months? Uh, yeah, Um Iboya was very shy at the beginning. Um, Carl and Sebi, not so much. They would go up to anybody and say hi. Um, but they've they've come a long ways in that. Uh, they love their teachers at school, uh, our families. Uh, they do, they love being around them. They've made some friends at school and been to a couple birthday parties. Um, yeah, they love their friends. Fabulous. Anything else you'd like to add today, Lori or Derek? No, just really excited to spend Christmas with these three, and and uh, yeah, it'll be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Have they tried snowmobiling yet? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, kids. That'll be fun too. <laughs> 
this is uh, absolutely a, a heartwarming story, and I'm, I'm glad we waited till Christmas time, a very special time, to uh, to have you on and, and tell your story. Derek Freeman, his wife Lori, and their their adopted kids, Eboya and Carl and Sebi, getting ready for their first Christmas in Canada. Absolutely heartwarming. Uh, luckiest kids in the world, and uh, I'm, I'm going to guess you feel like the luckiest parents in the world. Hey, Lori. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing, you guys. A Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Heartland at noon on CHAB. This time of year, many wild animals are on the move, and their travels may take them across roads and highways. In 2019, there were over 16,000 collisions between vehicles and wildlife in Saskatchewan. These incidents cost over $80 million in damages and caused 358 injuries and one death. Animals on or near roads may act unpredictably. So when you're driving, watch out for wildlife. Brought to you by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, swf.sk.ca. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds! Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom-made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold. Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West. Oh, 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 no! My Santa Google ratings are slipping? We need to manage the naughty feedback and get better at targeting the nice demographic. Who has the time? I haven't even checked my list twice yet. And look at this email. Someone wants more hits on the TikTok. Is that some kind of alarm clock the workshop came up with? It's social media, big guy. I know. Let's outsource your list checking, build an e-com platform for gift fulfillments, and ramp up your branding into other lines. Maybe Santa-endorsed toques and mittens. We need to check the creative brief. What about my briefs? Maybe some billboards for additional awareness. We need to check our go-to-market strategy. I remember when all I had to manage was milk and cookies. Cookies? We need to update our cookies policy on the website. And then check the analytics and see all the other information. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Homefields. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. As you celebrate the holidays, the Cinnaboya Livestock Auction wishes you an abundance of peace, love, and joy. May this Christmas be the one that makes your dreams come true and creates memories you and your family will treasure forever. Season's greetings from the management and staff at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction. As we approach another holiday season, I hope that we can appreciate the true meaning of Christmas. Let's all share some Christmas memories. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from myself, Ken and Angela, Craig and Paraline, and the team at McDougall Acres. This year, Santa's going to take you swimming. Ho, ho, ho! You heard right. A pool for Christmas makes a perfect gift. Just tell Santa you want a pool from Water Vision Pool and Spas. Santa buys one for Christmas, and they'll put a bow on it for you and keep it until spring when you can take the first plunge. Make sure Santa knows to call Water Vision Pool and Spas for the details or visit them online at watervisionpoolandspas.ca. Discover Moostraw Weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. 
Mainly sunny this afternoon, a high of minus 8. Increasing cloudiness early this evening and a low of minus 14. Tomorrow will be a mix of sun and cloud, becoming cloudy in the afternoon. About 2 centimeters of snow is expected in the afternoon and a high of minus 8 with a wind chill of minus 20 in the morning. Thursday will be increasing cloudiness and a high of minus 7. Christmas Eve on Friday will be a mix of sun and cloud, a high of minus 18. And it'll look like we'll have a white Christmas with a mix of sun and cloud on Saturday with a chance of snow in the afternoon and a high of minus 22. A reminder that the Wakma Winter Wonderland is continuing for all of December. 100,000 LED Christmas lights have been strung over a one-kilometer stretch in the valley to bring some Christmas cheer to the residents. Admission is $10 per vehicle, which goes towards beautifying the valley. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discarmoosha.com or the Moosha Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. You may have heard this story earlier this week uh, on CHAB. Well, I guess that would be yesterday. It's better to take the credit on the bigger gifts. You may have heard the short piece. Uh, Christmas is an exciting time of year for the kids, and Santa's coming. And as parents know, Santa's very busy and needs uh, their help rounding up the gifts sometimes, especially the more expensive ones. However, some families, while working with Santa, aren't able to afford the expensive and exciting gifts for their kids at Christmas. So parents who are able to help Santa with the big-ticket items usually give Santa the credit. Then the kids who are only gifted with the small gifts from Santa are left feeling discouraged and sometimes even depressed because they go to school and see that their friends got all these great things from Santa and they didn't get those same gifts, perhaps not the gifts they asked for. Our Catherine Ludwig followed up on this with Brenda Zinn, the executive director and counselor at the Moose Jaw Family Services Bureau. She's been counseling children for 17 years. I noticed on uh, Facebook posts from uh, other social workers uh, within the province about parents telling their kids that their super expensive presents, their uh, $200 toys, their new iPhones or iPads are gifts from Santa, giving Santa the credit. And then kids who aren't as fortunate as those other kids getting more expensive things, they receive socks and mittens or hats from Santa. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they go to school or to daycare and they see these super expensive gifts that Santa gave the other kids, so to say, and then they feel discouraged and their parents don't really know what to tell them. Do you face issues like this as a social worker? Uh, yeah, definitely we do. We work with families, but I've worked with um, with children in a counseling capacity for about 17 years, as well as with families. And I can definitely say that around Christmas time seems to be one of the most stressful times during the year for families and especially that are suffering financially. And the food, the time at home and all of that is a huge stressor. But then you add the the gift piece of it and our community has been incredibly generous in the gifts that they give but um, that is definitely a concern that pops up and from parents um, about how they can't keep up with other families and they worry about the impact that that has on their children because Santa is all about, you know, giving gifts that reflect how good of a child that you are. And so when families are unable to provide that, they really struggle on how to counteract that without destroying the magic of Santa 
and the other piece that um, people don't um, consider in all of this is that, you know, nobody has the right to tell them what to buy for their kids or how to present it to them. But kids do return to school after that. And everybody does talk about it. And everybody shares in their excitement about what they've gotten from Santa and what they've gotten from their parents and, you know, what their whole entire Christmas holiday, you know, consisted of. And a lot of times kids who come from less fortunate families oftentimes take that to heart because of the belief system around Santa and believe that, you know, they were not a good kid, that they did something wrong, that they are not as good as everybody else. And so then they carry some shame, some embarrassment about it. They kind of isolate themselves from some of those conversations, and it does affect their sense of belonging. I'm Catherine Ludwig, and with me is Brenda Zinn. She's the executive director of Moose Jaw Family Services, and she's been working as a child counselor for 17 years. We're talking about the struggles kids go through when they receive hats, mittens, and even socks from Santa Claus, while their friends might be receiving brand new toys and even iPads or iPhones. A child's concept around Santa Claus is that you get the gift you deserve, and oftentimes these less fortunate kids are comparing themselves to the kids with more expensive gifts. Social workers are now speaking out, telling parents to take the credit for the expensive ones instead in order to save these other kids from discouragement and feelings of depression. Brenda, would you say that the feelings kids get around this time of year will affect them later in life? Um, I think they're able to, that's kind of hard for me to say, um, right? But I know in the interim at that moment and for a while, it definitely does um, affect them, their mental health. So we've seen some um, some depression, some anxiety with kids around that time, especially when there's been a history of, you know, those comparisons that's been happening in the past. So kids oftentimes become more stressed around this period of time. Um, they become more depressed, more anxious, just awaiting what Santa has to bring for them and whether or not they've been better this year or that they've been disappointed. I've had kids actually comment to, uh, you know, like, I'm not a good kid because I don't get anything good from Santa. So why would I try to be good? Because every year I try harder and doesn't make a difference. That's honestly a bit heartbreaking to hear how discouraged some of these kids could get. I uh, read in these uh, social media posts as well, some social workers are suggesting that parents who can't afford the more expensive gifts to just take the credit for them themselves and not say it's from from Santa Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of save these less fortunate kids from this discouragement. Would you agree with that? I definitely would agree with that. Um, just based on the fact of the belief behind why people get these good, these gifts, right? There is an association with how good of a person you are and how good of a present you get. So a kid who gets an iPad or a computer system or a gaming system or games or tons of clothes or all those kind of things are smarter, better Something to consider this holiday season. Making those tough decisions as to what Santa's going to bring and what you're going to give the children. 
I think about five years in a row, I wanted G.I. Joe. Never got him. So then I asked for the Big Jim Sports Camper. Never got him either. I got some rubber cowboys with horses and a covered wagon, though. <laughs> that was probably better than the Big Jim Sports Camper. Anyway. The Daily Commentary's next. Talking about sad Christmases. <laughs> Which I can look back and, and laugh at now. Heartland at Noon, CHAB. CHAB, connecting the community. My name is Naomi, and I'm the social media clerk at the Moose Jaw Public Library. Um, we have a new book club starting in January. It's called the Purely Canadian Book Club. It's going to run for six months, and we've got a different book that we're featuring each month. The first book is Medicine Walk by Richard Wagamese. If you would like to take part in the book club, you can pick up a hard copy of the book at the library. And we also have it available for ebook and audiobook on Hoopla and Library to Go. The date for the first book club is Thursday, January 20th at 2.30 p.m. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. Roto's Pizza. Serving Moose Jaw since 1963. The best in town and you know it. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. Cheers to the holidays. Find spirits, liqueurs, and exclusive wines at Urban Cellars of Moose Jaw. With some wines up to $3 off per bottle, the original South Hill Liquor Store. Urban Cellars, happily serving all of Moose Jaw this holiday season. It's one of the greatest gifts of all, spending time surrounded by loved ones, creating memories that will last a lifetime. Wishing you and your family a warm and safe holiday season. Merry Christmas from the Moose Jaw Funeral Home. It doesn't take much to knock your vehicle out of alignment. Potholes, gravel roads, and winter conditions can take a toll on your vehicle. And tire costs are rising again. Bring it into Moose Jaw Truck Shop for a wheel alignment. Now offering three axle wheel alignments for semi and midsize trucks. Ensuring your wheels are adjusted will help your tires wear evenly and you get the best fuel economy possible. Caring service and years of training and experience. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com. Hi, this is Mayor Clive Tolley. On behalf of Moose Jaw City Council, the City Administration, and all the employees of the City of Moose Jaw, may your days be merry, your heart be light, your holiday happy, and your season bright. Hello. I'm Dana Scorpad, MLA for the Arm River Constituency. As we approach another holiday season, I hope that we can appreciate the true meaning of Christmas. On behalf of myself and my family, I offer each one of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I invite you to call my office at 306-567-2843. Wishing you all the best in 2022. The South Hill Bowling Center is open every day throughout the holidays except December 24th and 25th with Rock and Glow Bowling Specials on Boxing Day and New Year's Day. Gather family and friends for fun and games this Christmas season at the South Hill Bowling Center. Oh, 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 no! My Santa Google ratings are slipping? We need to manage the naughty feedback and get better at targeting the nice demographic. Who has the time? I haven't even checked my list twice yet. And look at this email. Someone wants more hits on the TikTok. Is that some kind of alarm clock the workshop came up with? It's social media, big guy. I know. 
Let's outsource your list checking, build an e-com platform for gift fulfillment, and ramp up your branding into other lines. Maybe Santa endorsed toques and mittens. We need to check the creative brief. What about my briefs? Maybe some billboards for additional awareness. We need to check our go-to-market strategy. I remember when all I had to manage was milk and cookies. Cookies? We need to update our cookies policy on the website. And then check the analytics and see all the other information. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Homefield. I can't tell Christmas stories like Gip Forster, but I've got a few. Oh, I remember most of the good times. The fun and the food, the family, friends, and fellowship. But one Christmas I'll never forget was in 1985. I was 20 years old and the low man on the roster at the radio station in North Battleford. I had to work over the holidays. I went for a walk after my shift and found one neighborhood eatery was open, so I decided to treat myself to a pizza that night. After I dined, I called home to exchange good wishes with my family. Everybody was in Moose Jaw at Mom and Dad's place. I was so homesick that day. I talked to my sisters and my brother and my dad, and then Mom came on the phone. I could tell by your voice she was a little emotional. She'd never had a Christmas without the baby of the family. She asked me what I was having for dinner, and I told her I had pizza. She cried. She said, you can't eat pizza for Christmas dinner. I said, yes, I can. I did, and it was delicious. Merry Christmas. I'm Rob Kearney.